to the Four Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the Violet Vendor of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick. <laughs> and together, we are the only place to find two award-winning blurred comic creators talking to other comic creators. Now, currently, we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs. So if you are listening and watching us, thank you for your support. Please don't forget, though, to hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Like us there because we're trying to hit 100 followers and we're not halfway there so far. Um, but whatever platform you're on, if it's on Twitch, make sure to hit that thumbs up or I think they do the heart there. Notification, share, bring everything you are. Um, if you do listen to our podcast through Apple iTunes, Spotify, please make sure that you're leaving as many reviews as possible because those reviews do help us to gain a bigger audience. But Absolutely. enough of that. Yeah. So how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. That that uh your your intros are my favorite part of the show. I'm just Is gonna it? throw that out there. Violet Vendor Base Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I try to mix it up. I really do. I I actually spend enough time in my day to find synonyms of purple. Just I'm sure for you. We're, gonna, we're gonna run out someday. Whenever you whenever you run out is when I quit the show though. So oh. uh just just you, a little pressure there. You might you might uh, be quitting in like a couple of weeks because I'm <laughs> trying to run out of purple synonyms. I mean, this is what this is episode seventeen. There aren't too many times I can think of ways to say purple that yeah. isn't purple. So I, I'll have you're, to start you're recycling. Creative. You're creative. You, I'm sure you can come up with something. I am not that creative. I don't know who told you that lie. I am not creative at all, man. Anyway, hey, I'm happy to have our guest on. Uh, yeah. This week, this is a. You've gotten. To, I'm starting to tell people behind the scenes that you have these connections. You got these, these uh connections that you don't want to share with everybody. But I'm happy to be on the show because we get, to, we get to interview all these great uh artists and creators. And uh, this week, you want to introduce our guest? I mean, I guess so. I thought you were going to do it, but sure. Um, this week, we have the creator of Savage Dragon. Uh, writer and artist of a plethora of books like Spider-Man, Aquaman, Nova, Punisher, Doom Patrol, so many others. I really can't. I mean, if I wanted to name them all off, we'd be here the entire hour and still would have more left over. Um, one of the founders of Image Comics, Eric Larson. Let me bring him in. Uh, hey, sir. Hey, looking pretty? <laughs> yeah, looking good, good man. Good, so right. thank you. Uh, Thank you for uh, taking time out of your day and joining us. Um, this is, like I was mentioning earlier, this is a pleasure um, and an honor for us to have you on. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. All right. You're quite welcome. Um, I do want to, I guess, pull the curtain back a little bit on this. And if anybody has listened to our podcast before, you'll know that I try to do a lot of research through Google and uh, other podcasts that are our guests are upon um, just to make sure that I don't ask a lot of questions that are the same as you probably have heard so many times before. Um, <laughs> yesterday, though, I was doing my my research and I re-listened to the Rob Liefeld Observations podcast that you're on. Mm -hmm. And I realized that about 70, 80 percent of my questions I had for you were the same things you answered on Rob's podcast. So uh, <laughs> a lot of what I go through today is going to be right off the top of my dome. So... <laughs> So if it's rough, right. I apologize. Um, but I mean, let's get into it. Um, what are you working on right now so far? Uh, I'm working on both Ant and uh, Savage Dragon. And you're doing the writing and art on both those books. I'm and doing the writing and writing on, on both. And we'll see how that works. How do you find <laughs> the time to do writing and artwork for two monthly series? I mean, well, um, at this point, they're not monthly enough. So... I, I don't have a good answer for you. Okay. All right. All right. I was looking I, at I, them. 
when yeah. when things are clicking, this goes pretty quick. When things mm -hmm. are not, it is a slow, difficult, complicated process. Right now, I'm in the midst of a slow, difficult, complicated process. Uh, so, you know, you, you try to you try to get to that sweet point where everything's just just humming along, and all is right in the world. So, how much caffeine does it take for you to get to that point? I um, I haven't found the magic number yet. <laughs> okay, caffeine um, is caffeine is good. Uh, <laughs> How do you how do you keep it fresh though? I know um, I both Kyron and I we we've been doing this indie comics game for for some years now, and I I I struggle myself to keep it you know to keep it fresh you know to to go through a grind that, of writing and, and yeah and that's the, that's the tough part is is trying to come up with all right well what what have I not what have I not drawn before and and that can get to be that can get to be difficult because there's, you know, you would think after this long that I've drawn a lot of different kinds of things. And, and I certainly have. So you just, you just do your best. I think one of the, the, the things that, that helps, uh, at least in terms of Savage Dragon is just that it's set in real time. So characters are aging constantly. Mm -hmm. And so there's always something something new that's like oh i haven't drawn first graders doing this before <laughs> so all right let's see what that's all about um and you can kind of trick yourself a little bit in terms of having there be new kinds of situations that you, you haven't had to you haven't dealt with so uh, when you first launched savage dragon was that a concept that you had in mind to have everything progress with time yeah, that was the idea from the from the start. Was let's just have it and have it so these characters are constant, constant flux. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's because one of those things that people have sort of suggested about Marvel comics over the years or DC comics, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if these characters grew up with us and wouldn't that be neat? And it's like, well, they can't do it because they would essentially be be killing the goose that, you know mm -hmm. that's laying the golden eggs for him and it's like they're, they're not going to have successive creators who are going to come aboard and create something as new and cool and iconic as spider-man was when he was introduced so having their stuff set in in real time would be a disaster for them but for me it's like i'm gonna kind of count on myself being able to come up with cool stuff and uh, challenge myself to do that. So, all right, now, now you got to do that. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, okay. but I think that's one of the one of the ways to keep it fresh. Is um, you know, storytelling can always evolve, and and having the story set in real time always gives you the chance to change it up. You know. Um, to 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 get the characters to new to do new things and experience new experiences, so um I think that's a, and you know there there <laughs> there's an audience out there for for all these stories. So of course there are going to be people who want to see Batman's origins, you know, a hundred times. But um you know I'm not one of those people, <laughs> so I, yeah. I prefer I prefer stories that that grow and then will will end eventually. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think well, Batman actually we'll has we'll a see, you know? know. We'll see if see about this ending part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean at this point at this point I still feel like I got I got a few more years left in me, so let's, yeah. let's keep doing this. But you yes. know, eventually you reach a point where you're like, all right, I'm just I'm just old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> um I was uh I was watching an interview that you did a while back also and i was surprised to learn that you um that you really grew up well i know i always talk about with kyron and i didn't grow up reading comics there weren't you know comics in the areas that i lived there were no stories and things like that but i always watched all the cartoons but i was uh, surprised to learn that uh i believe you said your father uh read comics and you got into comics early because of that is that right 
Uh, he he bought comics when he was a little kid, so we grew up with his comics. That was sort of part of the part of our early existence was just uh, he's got this comic book collection and that's stuff that we can read and go through. And my brother and I kind of tore through my dad's comic book collection pretty mm. literally. He gave them to us when we were way too young to fully appreciate it. And, and then, uh, and then after, after a while, he's like, oh, I think I better take these things away from these kids before they just wreck them completely. So he, he kind of put them away for a few years while we got a little bit older so that they, they could survive in some form. And then, uh, you know, later on they came out again and, mm-hmm. you know, they, he, he just bought comics from when he was real little to, uh, comics grew up with him, which was kind of neat. Um, mm-hmm. cause he, he bought, Whatever stuff he was interested in, Captain Marvel Adventures and whatever came to his little uh, location where he was at in North Dakota. And then uh, uh, he kind of went from that to uh, to the EC stuff when it came out. He, so he kind of delved, delved right into that. So when they were doing... Uh, Haunt of Fear and and all that stuff. He was there. He he bought all the EC stuff. Really everything that that EC put out, he was he bought. Uh, and when they when they shut down EC, he kind of stopped reading comics. Mm-hmm. But so that's what we grew up with. We grew up with all his old Uncle Scrooge and Powerhouse Pepper and whatever crazy comics he was getting. There's a few that I'm like, why, why, what is the fascination with this book? I don't even get it. It's like, this thing's terrible. But, but yeah, there was one where was, I, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now, but he was just a guy who was, who had participated in sports all the time. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, of course. I mean, it's a drawn guy. He's going to win. And he did. <laughs> like, oh, can he <laughs> jump over character. the fence? Yeah, yeah, he totally can because he's a drawing. <laughs> of, course he's, of course he can do it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's I think that's good. My um, I'm going through that issue right now with my uh, my 10 year old. He's he was struggling reading uh, in class. So, you know, I just started, you know, getting him into these comics. He loves Power Rangers. So I started buying him Power Ranger comics and then you know, showing him some of my old, uh, my old Superman, Batman stuff. And, you know, he likes to read it, but he doesn't care, uh, how he treats it as much. So, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. Know, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just glad, I'm just glad that he's reading it and I just have to be careful to make sure I get it back from him, um, before it, you know, ends up as paper mache or something. Well, you know, some kids, they, they embrace it and some kids just don't. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got kids and they just don't, they just did not take to it at all. <laughs> and it's like, you guys, you guys have it so beautiful. You're surrounded by comic books. You got a whole house with, with thousands and thousands of comic books, much more than I ever had access to when I was a kid. And they just could not care less. <laughs> I was like, oh, you wounded me. No, I, I have that same thing. With my kids, I tried introducing them as a young kid, and I have an 18 year old now, and he doesn't want anything to do with comics. And my other two, they'd rather read a manga instead of reading a, a comic. And I'm like, I make comics for a living, damn it. Yeah, Why don't you want to read these things? Guys, come on, get with it. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, I wonder you know, if it's my wife doesn't this. read my book either. So it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. I can get away with a lot more because you don't. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I I was telling my wife that same thing. I was like, uh, you know, I used to beg her to read my comics all the time, but now I'm like, I don't know if I do want you to read it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, you might have something to say I get in more it. trouble when she does read it than when she doesn't. So, like, right, exactly. I'll just keep so, this one under wraps. <laughs> I'm curious about your. Uh, I see your your long boxes back there. I'm curious if you have a filing system or if you just. Oh, you know, I wish I did. Just buy them. <laughs> <laughs> at one point 
at one point there is a bunch of stuff that's that's in alphabetical order, and I've got a little bit of stuff that that is in alphabetical order, and then you know in the last. 10, 15 years, I've just been like, oh, there's an open space in this box. I'll put this week's comics there. Mm-hmm. And it's just utter chaos. I need to go through and alphabetize everything. But I get stuff to do is a problem. I think so, that would take you like a year to alphabetize all those books, though. It would take me take me a long time. And also, you know, I guess if I started going through it, I'd be like, oh, I don't need this anymore. I don't, don't need that anymore. Because there's a lot of stuff. When I, I, you know, and also I had a, I had a fire like in 91. So 30 mm-hmm. years ago, I lost all my dad's comics and all my, everything I had collected up until that point. Um, and then when I was rebuying stuff, it's just chaos. Cause you don't remember like, Oh, what did I rebuy? And what didn't I rebuy? And, and mm-hmm. I kind of remember, Oh, I think I have that issue. It's like, Oh, you don't. And it, it just can be this, frustrating experience because your brain kind of is playing tricks with you on all sorts of stuff. So it's like at this point I need like a bunch of Miller daredevils and, and uh, all this other stuff. That's that's super expensive at this point. So it's like, all right, that's, that's not going to come easily. And then uh, I don't remember what, which ones I've got. When I go and actually see them, like, hmm. yeah, great. Now, now next year, I, I've got reprints of most everything that I want, so it, it works out all right. See, he's better. You're better than Danny. Danny doesn't read most of the comics he buys. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, my system is just: I have a box for the comics that I've read, and then I have twelve boxes for the ones that I haven't. That's just all. That's just the whole system. Wow. Wow. Twelve boxes. I'm working room, though. I'm working. I'm working on it. Though. Twelve long boxes. Well, the thing is, once you're once you're working for like a a, a big company like a Marvel or DC or, or Image, at least with me, you know, I'm one of the owners of Image Comics, so I get on their comp list, and they just send me everything we put out. Mm-hmm. And that just that just adds up so quick. It's kind of crazy how many, how many books that ends up being. You're just like, oh, Jesus. That's a ton now, of comics. Uh, next year marks the 30th anniversary of Image. Do you have anything special planned for Savage Dragon? I, ho- I hope to continue doing Savage Dragon. That's that's really that's really <laughs> all I got. <laughs> you know? still going. That's, that is special. Can, that I, is can I just endure? Is that all right? That's yeah, right. I imagine we'll start... Uh, packaging the the old issues in a nice way because there's there's these collections that are that are coming out that people seem to, to be all into those mm-hmm. those big old omnibus kind of things so it's like oh let's put out some of this some of the old stuff in a nice format and get get that done in terms of what i'm going to actually do with my book you know cross that bridge when i come to it <laughs> I you know, ideally, I'd be on issue 300 by then, but it's like, no, that's that's not likely to happen, given that I'm on issue 260-something right now. Well, you've been busy with other things. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, I, keep, I get preoccupied with a lot of stuff. Now, one thing I, I did find out as I was doing research on you is that when you initially created Savage Dragon years and years ago, you had him as completely different than what he is right now, where he would change using a magic word. Um, do you remember what the word was that he was supposed to say? Because I could never find any interview where he actually mentioned what word he would say to change. Oh, there's. I had a wizard in my comics whose name was Fonte, and so he would say his name. Fonte was it? So that was just, that was that whole whole deal right there. And I I did have that wizard guy eventually show up in the in the book as a as a character um so that does that's all part of continuity now (laughs) it all counts uh but yeah that's that's what it was when i was a kid and i and i did various things i kept reinventing the character all the time and sometimes he just says a magic word sometimes he changes 
under times of stress or just because he wants to or because I don't want to draw the other version doing this. Wasn't that uh, when, his, when his name was William Johnson at that time? Yeah, one was, was William Johnson. The other was uh, I had a race car driver named Flash Mercury who was kind of my a, a speed racer type. Mm-hmm. But then I, ha- I just I kept coming up with different stuff. I would be like, oh, I'm this guy is totally cool. Oh, no, this guy's totally cool. So sometimes, so like early on, he was an alien on another planet, and he, he fought crime there. And then, and then it was like, no, I'll have him be like uh, Captain Kirk and riding around in a spaceship. So he was doing that for a while. And it just, I, it was all over the place. So that, which is why I couldn't, have, I couldn't just be like, I'll just do what as a kid over an image because it's like, no, this doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> you can't do that. It's the mind of a child. Here you go. This is completely yeah. That'll awesome. be that'll be tough. To, that'll be tough to pull off today doing a, a story like that. Um, yeah, it's just no. How about this? No, how about this? It's a guy. Get it together, kid. <laughs> but well, at least see, it was you still have a love. I'm sorry. Was, uh, you, no, I was just saying, at least you still have that love to still create comics and, oh, and yeah, yeah. be imaginative. I was, I was totally into it as a kid. So really what, what happened was I got my comics when I was a kid, I got to a certain point. Um, I kept changing it, kept coming up with different different things and different ways of doing stuff. And then uh, at a certain point, me and a bunch of buddies self-published a comic book called Graphic Fantasy. And then, uh, and that kind of was the end of my childhood version of uh, the dragon. Was right there. It was like, okay, and here's my final stories that I want to tell. And then, uh, and then I started over when we did stuff at Image. But uh, kind of my initial thought going into this stuff at Image was, I'm going to eventually work those stories into continuity and I'm going to redraw them but it's going to it's going to take me a while to do that and I'm going to start at a different place but I'm going to get to that same exact location that I did when I was a kid and then and then I'm free to go and do whatever I want to and that'll be awesome um, so that was the thought was let's let's do it this way and i eventually did i redrew uh those two issues of graphic fantasy one was savage dragon 63 and one was savage dragon 65 so but that was that was fun (laughs) and then it was like oh what are you going to do now i guess i'll destroy the earth because i don't know what to do uh so have you have you been able to get the uh the deadly duo uh in, in there yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I, everything's everything's. I have a work. Uh, well, the Deadly Duo comic that I did when I was a kid um, was kind of was kind of more would be more difficult to work in because uh, every issue was a team up issue because they always needed a straight man because they were both idiots. So I couldn't I couldn't. <laughs> have them just be two idiots running around together there had to be somebody who who would would be like the the regular guy um and so we would just I, a friend of mine we both did the comic together he would do one issue and i would do the next and we would just try to trade back and forth and we would just have the hair of the hulk shows up and then here's here's batman walking by and i i savage dragon show up once but it wasn't like he was a regular dude in it. Mostly we were just using characters from from regular comics that we wanted to use. I don't remember offhand exactly what stories we did and that stuff anyway. But all that stuff went up in the fire just as everything else. So the only, um, you know, I had graphic fantasy a couple issues of that because uh, I had given them to friends and family. So after the fire, I was able to, to uh, get copies of that again. But 
Yeah. With the deadly duo, they're just there's no printed anything that I can really refer to or mm. use. Now, with the launch of Ant recently, um, it seems like you're, I don't know, maybe you, are you going to expand the universe that you have with Savage Dragon? Because at one point you had like books for Super Patriot and Vanguard and Freak Force, and now it's really just Savage Dragon and Ant. Is that something you're looking to expand again? And uh, Maybe. I just, we'll just see how it goes. You know, if, it's, if things are going well. Um, I've got tons of other characters that I, I can do stuff with. Uh, and occasionally they'll 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 show up in in Savage Dragon or Ant. So we'll just see. They'll just play it out and see how things work. Um, but at least initially, there'll be the two books. The only thing is, is like Savage Dragon is set in real time. Characters age and grow up and change and stuff like that. And I kind of don't want to do that in Ant. So. Um, there'll be less specific dates being mentioned. You know, it's, it's like Malcolm and, and his family, they all have set birthdays. So this character came about here and did this here and did this there. Um, so I'm going to do less of that with Ant. It's going to be a little more nebulous. And, uh, and when I started Ant, like the first issue, and she's like, 14, 15 years old at the, at the end of issue one. And that is kind of set in the past a little bit. So, uh, the, you know, it's going it to, it's going to take me a little while to get caught up to present day kind of anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in terms of what I'm going to do exactly, who the hell knows? <laughs> Just making this stuff up as I go on. No, I mean that's the best I, way to do. It. Yeah, that's, that's what we do with our books too. We just make it up as we go. Yeah. I mean, like most of our audience though is self-publishers and people that are using Kickstarter and Indiegogo to publish books offhand. I mean, do you have advice for someone at that level to, I don't know, maybe to get a better audience or get a bigger audience when it comes to self-publishing? God, I wish I knew. <laughs> that would be that would be an excellent thing to know. <laughs> I mean, we all just do the best we can and 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 hope that people respond to whatever we're doing. And generally speaking, it's it seems that an audience responds to the work that they see. So that if they really love it, they'll be like Oh, have you seen this? This is awesome. You, you totally got to check this out. Um, and then if it's terrible, they don't tell their friends. <laughs> yeah. So I think on a general, generally word of mouth, at least early on, is your, your best, best way forward. It's like, oh, this guy's doing good work. People like the work. They're engaged in the comic. You got to check this out. And, you know, especially when you've got a network of, of various people who are all doing stuff on their own, you can kind of spread the word that way. But it, it's, it's not easy. It's not, it, you know, it's, it's no easier for, for you to, to grow an audience than it is for me to grow an audience. You know, um, I'm in stores, but to get a, a store which hasn't been carrying Savage Dragon in the last few years, how do I get a store to start carrying it again? It's like, mm. it's almost impossible. <laughs> it's like, what do I, what do I got to do to turn this around? And it kind of comes down to the audience. If, I, if I'm doing stuff that people are excited about, then there gets to be a buzz and people are like, could you get Savage Dragon in your store so I can read the damn thing? What's going on? I keep hearing about it. Um, and doing a new book helps in that regard. You know, Ant being a new series, I'm like, oh, okay, I can start this one on the ground floor and see how it goes from there. Okay. So, yeah, I, I was going to, I tell Kyron that same thing all the time. I, if you build, 
if you build the audience, they'll come, man. If you just get get a buzz going and yeah. you know get people excited, they'll you know they'll they'll support our stuff. But you know, it just takes I mean, it's a lot of pressure, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, because you're like every issue going, oh, this has got to be even better than the previous one. I thought the previous one was good. Damn. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I caught myself every single month. It's like, oh, that's, that's not necessarily an easy task. But, no, you know, not. we're all doing the best we can. Uh, so. yeah. Well, this is like a good time for us to go to the scripted part of our interview which is called danny's quick takes now right. what this segment is is uh danny is going to give you five questions and you're going to have 45 seconds to answer each of those questions uh, um, they are random questions that danny has come up with from stalking uh and i'm sorry to say this but stalking your social media account <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me go ahead and get together here and now you're going to see the clock i'm going to bring that on the screen for us and then once that 45 seconds is over you will see this lovely picture of danny pop up that's it uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, what are you doing All right. All right. i know right that's, that's why i ask him every week so Wait, 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 don't try to throw this. You are the one that came up with this initially, so don't try to throw me under the bus. I came up, I came up with this I don't idea. Need a clock. Most of the stuff will just be like potassium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see. Let's go then. All right, all right. Um, so I already primed you for the first one. Um, the first question is about the deadly duo. So uh, if the deadly duo and Savage Dragon joined up, uh, what kind of adventure would they go on? Probably a pretty stupid one. <laughs> I mean, I have to make up something, something at some point. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, what what de every deadly duo adventure is is the straight man trying to accomplish a task and and make things right in the world, and the deadly duo just screwing that up, and then. Uh, so basically, he has to overcome not only the foe, but these two idiots that are just making everything incredibly difficult for him. I love it. <laughs> I love it. See, now, now I'm going to have to actually read this twelve uh, boxes of comics because I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of Savage Dragon in there, and I know, and I'm, and I'm hoping that they're going to show up someday. So I'm going to get caught up. They're in and out of the book. Um, I actually did uh, one in issue 250 where I did three different backup stories with mm -hmm. the Deadly Duo and all of them had the same basic plot with different characters in it of just the Deadly Duo just screwing up. And they and they somehow get to be victorious and all this, but that's that's part of their charm. Sort of sounds like our podcast. We screw it up all the time and somehow it works out in the end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Question two. So you've had a you have you're having a long illustrious career in comics, and like All I said, right. I know that you uh you started reading comics very early. So I want to know if you had to pick the best twenty year span for comics, that being from sixty to eighty, from eighty to the two thousands, or the two or the two thousands to now, which is the best and why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Potassium. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing is that every era has got something awesome in it. And every, so if, what are you judging it against? In terms of just pure creation, you got to go to the 60s to, to 80s just because so much stuff is being created out of out of whole cloth, you know? You've got mm -hmm. a Fantastic Four, the whole Marvel universe coming into being. It's hard to beat that. And there's some great artwork in there. Damn it. I, I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> I agree with you, I agree with you. Okay, now this this third one will be an easy one for you, I think. you. I'm sure you've had this question before. And, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna put a little spin on it. So, I, right. so I know, 
like uh, I saw in the interview that you uh, created uh, Savage or Dragon uh, when you were around eight years old. So I wanted to know if you could tell eight-year-old Eric one thing today, what would it be and would he listen to it? Probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's no, no advice I would give myself because I wouldn't want to have any of that butterfly effect where I tell him something and he just screws everything up. <laughs> like, dude, whatever you do, don't press the red button. It's like, oh, now, now I want to, you know? <laughs> it's like, God damn it, screwing everything up. Uh, just just relax, man. You got this. And leave it at that. When I was a real little kid, my 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 whole fear was that I was gonna lose my love for comics and drawing someday. And that was that was my whole like, oh, what if I don't like comics when I grow up? I love them so much now. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's mm-hmm. like don't even worry about it, kid. <laughs> You're a lifer. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. So this next one is going to put you on the spot a little bit because I know you've done uh, pretty much everything that you can do in the process of creating comics. I heard that mm-hmm. you printed comics uh, in your living room at uh, one point early in your career. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want you to rank your favorite part of making comics best to worst, okay? From writing, illustration, inking, coloring, lettering, and printing comics. <laughs> Do you want what me to give you a full essay? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> just just rank, rank your favorite part to your least favorite parts of making comics. Uh, Potassium. Jesus Christ. I know, I, know, uh, I know lettering is at the bottom. <laughs> That's like that's just no damn fun at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually enjoy coloring a lot, but it's it's kind of still new to me. So mm-hmm. that's just like this is fun. I don't have to think. So, um, <laughs> so Jesus, I can't do it. It can't be done. <laughs> I knew, like I said, I knew that was gonna put you on the spot. I, I mean, in terms of it's like. I guess writing, drawing, inking, coloring, and then lettering at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a full-time, well, my main job in comics is lettering, well, writing and lettering. And I, and I agree with you. Lettering isn't as fun um, as any other part of, uh, of the comic making process. I, I like it because I'm a graphic designer, but it's not, it's not fun at all. It's very tedious. Well, I, I haven't figured it out. So when I, mm-hmm. when I, did it on a when I did it by computer I was doing it like the worst possible way like in in Photoshop a letter at a time tick 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 and moving stuff it's like that's that's not the way to do it this is going to be a really really long process if you're doing it that way and it was yeah Illustrator is the program to use for uh, yeah I've heard but I've never I've never really figured out Illustrator at all so yeah yeah. Uh, just um, stumbling in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last question I have for you. Um, what is the proudest moment? What is your proudest moment in your comic career? And what is there that you hope to still achieve someday? That feels like a two part question, dude. That's like it's, it's one question. It's still one question. <laughs> I have no pride. <laughs> I, I, but, my proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you two guys. I'm so very proud. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. But you know, I, 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 I think my proudest moment as such as it is, is just to be able to make Savage Dragon and every issue is like a, a prouder accomplishment. Like, oh, I've been able to do this for 29 years. I'm going to be able to do this for 30 years, you know, so each each one becomes the next big accomplishment. I can't believe I did 261 issues in a row. That's amazing. I, I hope to do more. I love it. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that issue 300 for sure. That's going to be the uh, title of this episode. 
The proudest moment is this podcast, is doing your guys' podcast. <laughs> this is it. You can use that sound bite. Oh, man, he loves it. Yeah, thank you for doing that for us. That was that was fun. All right, well, that was Danny's quick takes brought to you by, uh, let's say, the Deadly Duo this week. Yeah, um, those guys are cool. <laughs> they're idiots, but, you know, they, they figured out the end, just like Danny and I. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. All right, well, let's bring it back in. We only have a couple more minutes. So, you know, let's actually talk about what Danny and I really wanted to talk to you about, which is how how much do you want to buy our comic books and bring it to Image Comics? Like, that's what we really wanted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This has all been a sales pitch. It's, it has, it has. <laughs> Okay, but I did want I did want to ask you one thing, um, and this is just a personal question because when I was growing up, comics and art were shunned upon in my household, and from everything we read and what you talked to us, your dad was pretty encouraging when it came to art and reading comics. So when you decided to jump into the comic realm, uh-huh. were your parents accepting of that? Were your family were supportive? Like how were what yeah, was the they were supporting enough? They, I mean, it was always well this this seems like the natural evolution of where this guy's been his whole life. So let's hope this works out. He, he seems happy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that worked just fine. You know, and when you brought I, home I, that first million dollar check, I'm sorry. And when you brought home that first million dollar check from everything, you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, worked out all right. Yeah. Now, now, along the road, you've also done stuff for Marvel and DC, which we chronicled here. Has there been a character that you haven't drawn at Marvel or DC or really any other comic company that you maybe still want to? Um, I mean, I was I was a big Captain Marvel guy as a kid. You know, the, the Fawcett Captain Marvel. So that was, that was something that I would that I'd be like, oh, that would be cool to do that. But I think really I would just be the next guy to screw that up. Because right. <laughs> no. it's like everybody comes along and they're always like, um, they just don't get it and they do a terrible job. And every one of them says, oh, I, I love this character. I'm going to be the guy who's going to make this work. And it's like, no, none of you are. It's, it's it's an impossible task. This is this is not something you're going to be able to do. Just trust did me. You, did you enjoy the movie at least? No, I hated it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you got everything wrong. What are you doing, you idiot? So yeah, I was. I I, I can't stand any of that. It's like yeah. you just don't understand. <laughs> I, I did. I enjoyed the uh, the family element of it. I, th- I, I like that they, you know, at least made it child friendly. You know, they didn't try to darken. Yeah, no, it's whatever. It, it does what it needs to do for for that. But it's but yeah. it's not it's not the book that I grew up with. You know, right. Um, right. he was he was basically a, a he was an adventurous kid who. Uh, we'd go on these crazy adventures and he was, you know, he was like a boy reporter too, which mm-hmm. is something that they, they didn't do in this. And also when he changed into Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel was like another guy with it, with his own distinct personality. Mm-hmm. And so when they're just having it, Oh, I'm, I'm Billy and I've got the same, the same mind as I did when I was uh, Billy, and oh, I want to go buy some beer. It's like, no, that's that's not really that's not really the dude. You know, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. himself never, never like. And it's more like Dollar Fate. You know? When you put that helmet on, you're, you're somebody else. I, I yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm 100 with you on that. See, I'm worried about the Doctor Fate. I heard they're trying to make a Doctor Fate movie, and I'm worried about them screwing that up. Mm. Oh, this, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> don't don't even worry about that. <laughs> they will. <laughs> oh 
right. But the thing is, all that stuff they they have to make changes because because none of this stuff works. You know, you translate those those costumes into three dimensions, and, and suddenly you go, oh, this helmet which we thought was cool, nobody can see out of that. That doesn't work at all. <laughs> you're you're going to line up your eyes with tiny little holes in there? That's that's not going to work. How do you expect to be able to function? Magic, and, you know, and all that stuff. Every every piece of all those, they they, you know, what, what the hell can they do? Are, are we to believe that a, that a kid came up with that Spider-Man costume that he's running around in? It's like no, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't do that. So all these compromises have to be made in order to make these things function. Because you know, having there be guys in tights running around, that looks a little silly. But just a little now with everybody wearing a costume made out of a football. Those are everything's got this weird texture on it. What the hell, man? Yeah, what is up with that that pattern? Going on, it's something to distract your eyes so you don't notice whatever. But I don't, I don't think it's a good deal. Everybody looks like they shop at the same costume shop. Nice. <laughs> they all got the uh, uh, what was what was their name from the Incredibles? Uh, Edna, Edna. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. the one, the one tailor that they all go to. <laughs> yeah, it's like come on, man. I think it would have been cool if Superman wore tights. You know, like real like circus performer types, like mm-hmm. like he did in the in the Christopher Reeve Superman things. You know, everybody else has got their weird textured thing, and he shows up, and he's just he's just a dude in tights, and he's like, "You want to join our team?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, like a little fruity in that. Yeah, I mean he he shouldn't have it, and it's and it's supposed to be like the, his blankets from when he's a little kid, anyway, you know. So, oh, we made this out of the blankets we wrapped you in. That's cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hold. I mean, this has been fun. Um, I mean, Danny, do you have any other questions? Because. No, I, got, I got all I got all my inspiration that I need. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this has been like I said, it's been really fun, and uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, we always do this for all our guests, but where can everyone find your work, your social media, things like that, so they can follow you if they're not already? Uh, usual places. I'm I'm Eric J Larson on Twitter. I think. You got to spell it all right, or so. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. You know, you just look for my damn head. There it is. There's no, there's no hiding in any of this stuff. I just, I, I don't use any weird, uh, different names or anything like that. It's all just whatever my name is. There I am. Um, but you know, comic stores. I'm Savage Dragon or or Ant or or both, and I'll I'll be there doing that for a while longer. Are you are you planning on doing any events uh, in this year or anytime next year? Like a convention? No, no, and it's no. really <laughs> awesome that I'm not doing anything. <laughs> this is pretty great. I'm, I don't have to travel. I don't have to see anybody. This is awesome. I've got this whole. You know, we got this whole COVID thing going on, and I'm fully vaccinated and, and all that. But it's like, if I can not, that would be that would be awesome. And it's been pretty great to not do that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, at least, I'll probably do New York Comic Con next year when that rolls around. Uh, I didn't do it this year just because it seemed like people were still being stupid. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does seem like that, but uh, I think I'm I, I'm following your lead. I'm not doing any. Well, I'm not doing any big shows, and um, I know Kyron likes to stay in the house anyway. But I'm a um, I'm an introvert. I don't like people at all. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not that bad. But it's you know it's it get, I get more done when I'm not 
traveling the world and having to recover from conventions. Yeah. Sure. All right. Continue so to now, do that. That would be great. Now, well, since we got no more conventions, no more uh, events, we might be able to get that Savage Dragon 100 by next year or 300 by next year. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I've got to pick up some speed here because I've, I've I've been kind of dragging my ass and, and recently. I mean, if you want to throw some pages my way, I'll draw some for you. I'll just, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> my artwork is horrible. I'll, I'll draw Nobody it. will notice the difference. So we'll just oh, no. just <laughs> right in there. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, Danny, since we're signing off here, where can we find your work and all your stuff there, buddy? Um, if you're looking for me, you can find me at the Ace Blade on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My my new favorite my new favorite place. Uh, what about you, Kyra? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter uh, at Taurus Comics. Also, my website is TaurusComics.com, where you can get all my books, and uh, we'll be having information hopefully next week about the launch of my new series, Starcore, which I'm really excited oh, for. Cool. Oh yeah, I have a website, savagedragon.com. Oh yeah. You do. Which I don't I see you update at all. <laughs> that's that's there. That, that exists. And there's like a wiki wiki on there that talks about all the characters and so you can look up and see when everybody's birthday is and stuff like that. Nice. All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, thank you, everybody who has joined in um, and listened to this interview. This has been a fun interview. Um, but join us next week where we have Michael Watson from Freestyle Comics talking about his new book, Emerald Quest. Uh, but until now, sayonara, goodbye, and everyone, please take care of yourselves. Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find them online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.